Hey, everybody, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. I pray that this week's message, that it may bless you, that it may comfort you, that it may encourage you, and that it will push you in the spiritual realm to move forward in the name of Jesus. You know, Joshua was the one that was going to take the Israelites into the promised land. He was the successor to Moses. And the Lord instructs Joshua and the Israelites as they are on the brink of entering into the promised land. He instructs them specific instructions to march around the city of Jericho seven times, but six times in particular, they were to march around without any sound. And on the seventh day, God says they will march around seven times and let the priests that were ahead of the Ark of the Covenant to make a loud sound and with the trumpets blasting. And on the long blast, they were to shout until the walls of Jericho fell down. And God had already said he would give him the victory. I pray that this week's message may sow something inside of you to know that it is time to bring down the walls that the enemy has set up against you. No matter what you see, no matter what you're looking at, no matter how big the wall seems, God is greater. And God has already declared that he has given you the victory. The walls of Jericho were no match for the children of Israel because they had a God that said, no matter what the weapon was, they won. And I want to encourage you today that you're up against some walls in your life. You're up against things that the enemy, these occupants that aren't the Israelites, that aren't you. You know, it's they spend time in your area. They occupy your territory and they take up time and they begin to build a wall so that nobody and the Lord cannot get through. But I'm here to tell you today that God is going to break down those walls in that precious name of Jesus. If you just confess to the Lord, bring it to the Lord, God will do it as he did it with the walls of Jericho. By faith, these the children of Israel believed until it happened. By faith, they believed and they had received what the promise was that God had given them. Again, this is Pastor Jonathan. I pray that this week's message may bless you. Share it with somebody. Get it out there. Let someone know that there was a podcast in case you miss Sunday or in case you just need you need to, you know, something on going to work. You need to hear a word from the Lord. This is what you need to hear. God has it for you. God bless you. I want to ask as we are standing that you open your Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter 6. We're going to be reading out of the book of Joshua chapter 6. Hallelujah. God bless you, Brother Freddie, Sister Azaneth. God bless y'all. It's good to see y'all. I know you've been working, brother. It's good to have you back in the house of the Lord. Good to see Brother Lorenzo, the family. Brother Raul back there, our usher right now. God bless you, brother. Thank you for taking that initiative there. We thank God for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The book of Joshua chapter 6, we are going to be reading verses 1 through 5. Okay, so you're going to have to bear with me in the beginning. We're going to read these verses. Let us read the word of God and let us all stand as we read the word of God. The word of God says, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. When we say shut up, we mean it's locked in. They're shut up in the, in the location. They're kind of brought in. They're, they're in a location that they're not able to get out of. That's what it means by shut up. Not the other word shut up, but just they're shut up in that area. Um, because of the children of Israel, the word of God says, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, look, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war, and you shall go out around the city once 
Thus you shall do this six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpets, that all the people, everybody say shout, shall shout with a great shout. Everybody say great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. You may have your seats giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Alyssa. We thank God. Hallelujah. Because we read here in Scripture that Joshua is being instructed. And just to give you a little bit of a background here. The Israelites have been, they've been delivered out of Egypt. For those of you who attend our, our services regularly, you always hear me refer to the Israelites. And the Israelites were in captivity at one point in time. And they, and they, God brought them and delivered them out through the hands of Moses. He was, Moses was the front person that brought them through. The second thing that happens is that, um, you know, they end up wandering the desert for 40 years they wander in the desert because of their pride, because of their way, of their own understanding, because they thought they knew better than God. And they complained and they forgot that God had promised them something. So they go and they, and they wander for 40 years and they make the Lord angry. And they make, he gets angry with them that he tells them, you know, you were supposed to see the promised land, but you're not going to see the promised land. Instead, um, the promised land that I promised you, I'm going to give to your children. Your children and everybody below your generation are going to be able to see the promised land that you should have been there, but you wasted the time. In essence, that's what God was, was telling them. So they just come out of Egypt um, not 40 years ago. They've, they've gone, now they are now under a new successor, which was Moses' successor. By the way, it was Moses first and then Joshua came next. And today we're reading and learning about Joshua. Amen. And Joshua was Moses' successor. He was the one that was going to follow that God said, you will lead the people into the promised land. Amen. So just to give a little bit of the history there. And they're on the border of what the promised land was. So if you can imagine, Juarez isn't too far from us. Juarez, Mexico. It's right there on the border. So if you can imagine, they're on the border saying, all of that right there is the promised land that God gave us. And before that place, we get to that place, there was a city that was called Jericho that they had to go and conquer first before they could go into the promised land. All right, so stay with me. So before with, with them is there's a great city, and I want to tell you about this great city. This city was heavily fortified. What I mean by fortified is it's heavily built with walls all the way around it, okay? I'm going to give you some interesting facts that archaeologists believe. Um, they, the archaeologists believe that the walls, by, based off excavations, were said to be 11 feet high, okay, and 14 feet wide. So I think that, you know, I probably wouldn't be able to imagine that because I don't deal with a lot of concrete and all that like Brother Freddie does on the highway dealing with that. But, you know, you can imagine that 11 feet high, that's way, that's almost, I don't even know, how, how tall is that roof, like 12 feet up there maybe? It's as high as that. And then 14 foot wide, that's a very, very big fortified wall. Amen. And they in these this, these people in Jericho, they were so afraid of the Israelites, the children of Israel, that they said, we're just going to forget going out, period. And we're going to lock ourselves in this wall. We're going to build around this wall so that nobody can come in and nobody's going to get out. So if you think about that, 
If you're the Israelites, you're like, oh, my goodness, we got, our, we got our work cut out for us. You see that big old wall, and it's all the way around, and they're like, what in the world is happening? But if it was one thing that they were certain, it was that the word of God was selling, saying that he, he, the Lord begins to speak to the Israelites and begins to speak to Joshua, and he begins to let them know that he has already given them the battle. Hallelujah. Amen. You with me on that? The word of God says that the people of Jericho, they were so, so secretly quiet and shut up in that area that, they, that they, um, they didn't want to let anyone else out. And it was interesting that I thought to myself, how would they even get food? So I, I, I would imagine that they would plant their own food and grow their own food and kind of sustain themselves. But they did this because they were afraid of the Israelites. So I want, I want to be real for a moment. Some of you need to hear the word of the Lord today. And the word is telling you that the, the, the word of God is saying through the, 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 you know, what I'm preaching today. And that is that God has given you the victory today already. And I want you to receive that. That God has given you the victory. He, the Lord is here to say, I have already given you the winning victory. Hallelujah. I've already given you what you're going to need to carry on into your promised land that God has for you in your ministry. That God has for you in your life. You understand where I'm going with that? There was a calling upon your life. It is no coincidence that you stand or you sit here today listening to the word. Because there was a word that God says, if you can get past the Jericho in your life, I got a blessing for you that I want you to inherit. Hallelujah. And the, worst, the first thing that God does is he starts by reminding them that he has already given them the victory. It's like someone saying, hey, uh, you know, you're going to go play that football game? Well, don't worry because you already won it. I'm going to make it happen to where you win it. How easy is that for them, right? Like, sounds good. We're just going to go play. We're going to win. And the Lord is saying today that I want you to understand something, that there are some walls that some of us have built up or that the enemy has placed against us. And we can't even step into the inheritance that God has given us because we're dealing with some 11-foot walls. Hallelujah. We're dealing with 14 feet wide walls that are standing before us. But God has come to tell you today that you do not have to worry. He says, no matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that you win. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a round of applause for that. That he's saying today that the walls have to come down. Hallelujah. You got to get this because this is right before you. There are some walls that the enemy has placed you in. He's trying to keep you captive. But, but you got to understand that those walls are going to fall down today. They're going to fall down. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter, the Lord says. It doesn't matter how big, how heavy they look, how heavily fortified they are. No matter what you're facing in your life, if it's an addiction, hallelujah. If it's a sexual sin, hallelujah. If it's some kind of, uh, uh, some kind of sin that's a crime, God's here to tell you that that wall will fall, fall down today. Because he's more than willing. Hallelujah. He's more than willing. The walls come down. I've entitled my message that. The walls come down. Because just like the battle of Jericho, which wasn't a battle at all, to be honest with you, for the Israelites, there was walls that had to come down. Because in the walls was the land that was promised to the Israelites. In other words, they had some foreigners 
on their turf, on their property, living on their land that God said was your land, by the way. And they've been visiting and then now they've been occupying the land. Well, guess what it comes down to? It's time to serve somebody an eviction notice. Hallelujah. And it's time to serve something in your life. No matter what the enemy has placed against you, it's time to serve them an eviction notice and say, look, I'm here to take back my marriage. Hallelujah. I'm here to take back my family. Hallelujah. I'm here to take back my life. Why? Because God said it's mine. But before you get to the life, you got to deal with the wall. Hallelujah. And each of us, we all have different walls. Amen? We all have different walls. Your wall isn't like my wall. I deal with things on a different level. You may have a struggle with something. I don't have that struggle. I may have a struggle with something else. You don't have that struggle. But one thing is certain, that the enemy, he wants to hold you captive and hostage. He wants to put you in a situation where the problem looks bigger than the God. Where your problem looks bigger than the God that we serve, hallelujah. Where, where everything that you go through seems like it's overwhelming. Where the impossible seems to be impossible. Instead of knowing the scripture says, with God, all things are possible. But I'll tell you something that I love reading about this scripture. And I, and I tell you this because when I read this and I was studying this again this morning and meditating upon it, I felt the Lord stop me right there in the moment. And he said, you just absorb this. You just receive this. And I'm going to tell you what he gave me. You know, he said, you know, the, the, this Joshua generation was the generation that could make it to the promised land. You see, the older generation had paved the path. They had done their part. They had served God. They had brought up a new generation. And now Joshua comes around, and it's time for a different generation. And this generation gets to inherit what the parents and everybody before them left for them. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you today that today you and I represent the Joshua generation. We represent a generation that gets to enjoy the promises that God promised our founding fathers. Hallelujah. We get to enjoy that, gener that Joshua generation. You see, because the Joshua generation knew who their God was. They knew how enough to believe in God. They had faith, the word of God says, that they had faith in God. Hallelujah. Can I talk to a Joshua generation today that says, I know my God can. I know my God can do it. He will do it. Watch him do it. Get in or get out of the way. Hallelujah. There was a new generation this Joshua generation knew enough to know God, what he said he would do, he would do it. Hallelujah. And if God said, I can imagine them saying, well, if God said that the promised land was ours and our, and our, and our parents before us, then it's ours. Just do, let's do what God says. <laughs> let's just be obedient to God and the victory will come. Because some of us need to start taking back what the enemy's taken from you. You see, the enemy's taken too much. And he's backed you into a corner, hallelujah, where you have allowed him to push you in that corner. And all you have a little bit is a little bit of a cat fight, if you want to say it. You don't have a real fight because the real fight comes from God. So you rely on your own strength and your own understanding and you lean on what you think is right, hallelujah. But there's somebody out there that knows that if God said it, He's faithful to fulfill it. Hallelujah. He will do it because today, he says, the walls come down. Hallelujah. I said the walls come down. Hallelujah. Your action is all that you have to need. You, the only action you need to do is just believe. 
Did God prophesy upon your life one day? Yes, he did. Then he's going to do it. Your job is to obey his instructions and believe and believe. Hallelujah. So he says, I believe the Lord is telling some of us today, you've got to walk around that city for a while. You notice that God gave him very specific instructions. He said six days, and he, and he makes sure he tells him this, six days they're going to walk around the city of the wall of Jericho. Nobody is to say a word. He goes, keep your mouths closed. Do not say a word. Do not shout. Do not say anything. He says, six days I want you to walk around one time six, for six days. He goes, but on the seventh day, I want you to walk around seven times. And then he tells Joshua, when you hear the trumpets blast and, and the, the longest, biggest blast that they could do, he goes, that's when everybody will shout. Why would God take him through a silly, orchestrating walk if it wasn't to test to see if they believed? Think about that. If God tells you to go walk around the city six times, you're going to be like, really, God? Do I have to walk around the city? Really? I don't know if I'm going to be able to even make it around the city. Some of us would be like, I need some water around like half of the city. And that would be me. You see my water back there? That would be me. But you have to understand something. That God was telling him to do something that was out of the ordinary. And I'll share something with you today. You don't need to know and try to figure out God's ways. You just need to obey God's ways. Amen. You just have to be obedient. Sometimes God will call you to do the silliest things. But it's a test to see can you believe God for the impossible. Hallelujah. So he says there's some walls in your life. That I need you to start walking around. And I want you to start thinking about this reflecting in your spirit. Hallelujah. You know, God has promised you things. He's given you dreams. He's given you visions. He's prophesied upon your life. And, and here we are sometimes today twiddling our fingers saying, well, if, I, if they ask me to raise my hand, then I guess I'll raise my hand. Or if they tell me to sing, I guess I'll just sing. Or if they ask me to stand, I'll stand. But come on, Joshua generation, where are you today? Hallelujah. Where is the Joshua generation that says, I will obey, but I'm waiting for that seventh day. Hallelujah. When I get to give my shout of victory. Hallelujah. And I say, Jesus. I said, Jesus. Hallelujah. There is no other name like the name of Jesus. The walls come down today. I know God is starting to speak to some of you. Because I see it in your spirit. Hallelujah. I, I can see that God is molding and doing something in you. You see, God wants you to give up that wall. Stop protecting it. Stop protecting what's inside. Give it to God. God doesn't make mistakes or errors. There is no confusion of God. If you ever thought that God gives you confusion, you're completely wrong. God is not a God of confusion. So if you're confused on certain things, you're like, I don't know about this. and all, Then it's probably not of God. Because when it's, when it's of God, you know exactly what you need to do. Point in case, did not God tell them specifically what they had to do? Walk around. Keep your mouth closed. Don't say anything. On the seventh day, do this. Put seven priests before the Ark of the Covenant. As they're walking, have the seven priests on that seventh day begin to blast the trumpets. And then give them one last blast. That's a long blast, the Word of God says. If you ever wanted a God of detail... You got Jesus Christ. God, he's the God that is a detail God. Amen. He, and he is one of his favorite numbers, if you don't know, and I think most of us do know, but it's seven. He uses always the number of seven as a completion. It's always like a completion. It finishes things. 
But you've been asking God, some of us, I can be real with you. I'm just going to talk some real talk right now. You know, some of us ask God to step in our lives. Some of us have been asking God, God, I need you. I've been praying to you, God. I've been seeking you, God. And, and, and yet, yet I don't see you moving yet, God. I don't feel like you're there, God. I want, you to, I want to encourage you today that you keep walking around those walls. Hallelujah. Because there's going to come the day when you, Joshua generation, will make that shout. Hallelujah. You'll give that shout of victory. And the devil's going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Where did this man or woman come out of? How could he possibly come back from me knocking him on his back? Little does he know that we got a secret weapon. Well, not so secret. He's a public weapon. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he has come for you and I. Hallelujah. And he's come that we may live life. But not just live life, but live life in abundance. You understand that? He doesn't want you to keep suffering your whole life. He wants you to live a life, but a life in abundance. Yes, trials will come. Yes, life will come. And we will struggle at times. But he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I thought that was amazing that, you know, they didn't have to do anything but believe and shout. I mean, you just walk, walk, walk. Day seventh. When is that? Okay, when is that loud trumpet? Okay, we'll just wait for Joshua. And then they hear it. The loud trumpet blast. And then Joshua goes, all right, ready? Here we go. On three. One, two. Boom, three, and then the walls fall down. I think that's so amazing. I mean, just, just the thought of it, hallelujah. But it's time that you and I begin to look at our, your Jericho in your life. Your Jericho comes in many forms. It could be something you haven't been able to break free from. It could be something that torments your mind. It could be somebody, somebody that keeps messing with you that you can't keep your calm with. It's something that prevents you from getting to what God has promised you. Only you know what that is. And if it doesn't fit the normal way we think, then it's not the way God works. Hallelujah. You have to know that God will and he will complete what he has started in you. I spoke very bigly about the Joshua generation. Because nowadays, the times that we live in, the generations, you know, they're, they're taking a lot of persecution. There's a lot going on in this world. And, and people say, man, it's getting worse and worse. It's going to keep getting worse and worse. That's the way the world will end one day. It's going to get to the worst point where there won't be no love anymore, where there won't be anything that has to do with the Lord. He'll be pushed out so much. And then guess what's going to happen? Lawlessness and all kinds of murder and everything will step in. But the beautiful thing is that God says, if you stay faithful to me, if you obey me, if you accept me into your life, then I will take you before you have to deal with that. Hallelujah. The Joshua generation that, that walked into the promised land was one that believed. I can't say that much enough. I can't stress to you enough of that. You have to believe what God has declared upon your life. You have to go back and say, did God say that I could be used? Yes, then I'm going to be used. And no matter how many times I get knocked to my feet, knocked to my knees, I'm going to get back up. Because I know one thing to be true is that God doesn't make mistakes. Hallelujah. So I'm here to encourage you through some encouragement of Marching around that city, you keep marching around those walls. 
You keep marching around till you see the walls fall down. Hallelujah. And I'm praying today that as you come to the altar here in a bit, that the walls that have been set up against you, you begin to declare unto God. You give a shout to God. You give it to God. And they fall. All you have to do is believe and declare the greatness of God. You know, when we ask you to come up here, we're not asking you to say a repetitive prayer or to recite a certain, uh, you know, scripture or poem. All we say is when you come up here, you have a real talk with God. And you say, God, you know my life. You know my spirit. You know what I've dealt with, hallelujah. You know the sins I've committed. You know the ones that I continue to struggle with, God. I need you right now to remove some walls in my life. And you know what I'm going to do right now, God? I'm going to stop asking you and I'm going to start saying thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the miracle I've been praying for already. Thank you, Jesus. For the healing I've been praying for, hallelujah. Thank you for the restoration. Thank you for the deliverance. God says, I will give to you as you ask. But you got to believe. Two of my favorite scriptures, reading out of the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1. It says this. Now faith, what is it? Is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. You know, I can't imagine that the children of Israel, the Joshua generation, they couldn't see the walls coming down yet, Brother Freddie. But they knew they were going to come down because they believed with faith, hallelujah. Even though they could not see the walls tumbling down, they couldn't speak a word. In their minds and in the spirit, I bet, I know they said, I know God is going to do it, hallelujah. We're going to keep on marching through, hallelujah, until the seventh day comes. I'm looking for Joshua. Where's Joshua? There he is. Is he doing it? Is he doing it? Not yet. Okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I know by faith God is going to do it. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. It is a substance. We hope for it. It is something you learn. You yearn for it. Hallelujah. It is something that you say, I'm going to pray a prayer over you of healing in the name of Jesus. I don't see it happening yet, but I know it will happen. I'm praying for your marriage today. I can't see it unfruitful. It's, it's, it's struggling right now. But I'm praying in the name of Jesus, it's going to be restored. And then verse 11, 6 of Hebrews says, but without faith, everybody say without faith, it is impossible to please him. Did you understand that? Had the Israelites doubted like their prior predecessors, the people before them, they wouldn't have went to the promised land. They would have got stuck probably for another 40 years. And then their generation after that would have probably inherited the promised land. It says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Listen to this. This is important for you to take. This is a promise. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. End of story. He is. He is what? He is the almighty Alpha and Omega. What is he? He is the healer of your life. He is the lover of your soul. He is the restorer. He was the deliverer. Hallelujah. He is the lion and the lamb. Hallelujah. He is your future. He's been a part of your past, part of your, your, your immediate current time, and he'll continue to be with you. Hallelujah. That's the whole declaration of he is. He is. And then it says, and that he, the Lord, is the rewarder. Everybody say rewarder. 
Does it say he Jesus makes you suffer? Does it say he intends for you to keep suffering, to not be close to him, to not be near him, to be dealing? No, he says he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Those that continually seek him, that don't give up on him and say, I'm going through a thousand problems, I give up on God. No, but the ones who know God know that they have to continue. They got to persevere. And I'm here to tell you today, brother and sister, you got to persevere sometimes. You got to get up, dust off the dirt, hallelujah. You got to shake off the haters just a little bit. And you got to keep moving forward because the only way your walls are going to come down is if you keep walking, hallelujah. You keep walking around Jericho because on the seventh day, God says, I will give you the victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Keep pressing on, hallelujah, brother. You keep going through what you have to go through. If it takes some time that you have to fall on your face, get back up, hallelujah. You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving, Joshua generation, because the walls will fall. Because the walls will fall in your life, hallelujah. Do you believe it? Give the Lord a round of applause, hallelujah. We can go and get the children, please. You have to know that everything that God has, that he's planned, that he's given you, that he's been speaking to you about, is because God will draw you always. He'll always draw you closer to him. I got asked a question the other day. I, he's, I got asked a question. This person said, how would I know what God's will is or when God is working in your life, in my life? And they were referring to something that was um, relationship-wise. But it was, it was more about this, this person, this individual had asked me because they, they wanted to know if something, if the Lord is taking me away from something, does that mean it's of God? And I felt in my spirit and I said, you know, if God is going to do some changes in your life, it will always point back to him. You understand that? If he does some changes, he'll always draw you back to him. Anything that takes you away from him is not of the Lord. Let that be your compass there. That sometimes in life, it may seem like God is calling. It may seem like it's something great. But if it takes you away from God, then it isn't of God. It is of the enemy. Amen? Because we all know that good and evil exist, right? There's good and there's evil. And if it's not good, well, it's evil. And if it's not evil, it's good. There's no in-between. There's no, like, gibo or gavo or gibo or gravo or whatever. However you would blend those two words, they don't go together. Amen? But I want you to know that there are certain things that you have to continue on, and that is that you must continue faithfully. Hallelujah. Some of us need to get back rooted in the word of God. Hallelujah. Some of us need to get back into some prayer time with God just to begin to hear his voice again. But I'll tell you one thing, that it's not very hard because the moment you turn to God, God says, I've been here this whole time. I've been waiting for you to put on the Jesus Christ headphones so I can start speaking to you. Hallelujah. So I need you to step into what I'm doing because what I'm doing is going to get you to the promised land. Hallelujah. 
Come on, Joshua generation. I need someone that represents today that says, you know, the world has their ideologies. They have their ways. But I know my God is faithful. Hallelujah. I know that the word of God says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If God be for you, who could stand against you? Hallelujah. What could stand against you and can, can, can compare itself to the almighty God that is in heaven? To the God that made walls fall based off of a shout. Hallelujah. Cancer is no match for, the, for God. Cancer is no match for God. God can heal the cancerous patient. Addiction is no problem. God can snap the addiction in half. Hallelujah. You need some restoration, God can restore it, not just to its original point, but and beyond. He's like Buzz Lightyear, the whole to infinity and beyond thing. Amen? Hallelujah. I believe God thinks like that, to infinity and beyond. What, what, what happened? What did you do? I, I, got, I had this accomplishment. Watch this, to infinity and beyond, and it's bigger than what it was. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm being a little silly on that, but I'm just giving you an example. I believe God has, has bigger things. That we can't comprehend. But he says, I need you to keep walking though. Keep walking around the walls. Hallelujah. Get ready to give your shout. Because your final shout's about to come in this lifetime. And when you shout hallelujah, watch what God is going to do inside of you. We got to keep walking. Keep persevering. Hallelujah. Be those Joshua generation people that keep diligently seeking him. Hallelujah. You see, the Joshua generation knew who their God was. They said, if God tells me to go seven times and then jumping jacks throughout the whole time, I'm going to do jumping jacks. Why? Because God said it. Hallelujah. I need a keyboardist. Praise be the name of Jesus. I know God is speaking to you and giving you some word today. Not because it's me as Pastor Jonathan, but because I know I have faith myself that God had a word for you today. I have faith that God was doing something great. That while the word was being preached, you were receiving something in your spirit. And in your spirit you were saying, you know, I needed this message today to get back up on my feet. Hallelujah. I needed this message to encourage me. Hallelujah. But most importantly, I needed this message to get me ready for the final shout that's still in my life. Hallelujah. You see, because what the devil thought he had done before, watch what God can do now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm telling you, you know, God has just been moving in Jubilee. And in your lives, I've seen your lives, you know, as I talk to you and I, and I, and I you know, converse with you. And when I see your Facebook post and all that, you know, for the most part, I'm like, man, you know, they've come a long way. As a church, we've come a long way. From the time when there was only like five or six of us, Hallelujah. And we'll continue to grow in the body of Christ because God said it. Because God said it. End of story. That's it. We look to God for our faith. We look to God for the providing of Jubilee. We look to God for having us where we're at today. Hallelujah. Let us all stand. Jesus. You know, many 
many of you are up against some walls. You're up against some things in life. I don't know what exactly it is, but I know I'm speaking to somebody. You've come up against a wall, and you feel like, like you, you haven't been able to breathe. You feel like it's been something that has stopped you from growing. And, and maybe you served God at one time faithfully, and you felt like you've gone away from that. I'm here to tell you today that God's going to bring down those walls. No matter what you've brought up, no matter what's come, no matter how you've come, the Lord says, I am still faithful to complete it. What I promised you, I will give to you and grant to you. Hallelujah. Perhaps you feel like the Israelites. You've been feeling that the Lord hasn't heard you. You've been feeling that you've been praying. And, and it's so easy sometimes to get discouraged. It's so easy sometimes to be praying for something and say, God, come on, let me see it, let me see it. I want to see it now, God. I've been praying for a month already. Why hasn't it happened? You got to keep praying. You have to keep praying. You got to keep walking around the walls so they fall. You can't give up. And then there's some of us who have hidden things inside. This is a different perspective of the walls. Some of us have built walls ourselves, and we've put ourselves in those walls because we don't want no one to touch the part that only God can touch. So we hide from God, and we say, God, you can't touch this because I built a wall. And I have things that I've hidden, God, and I'm not proud of it. And, and you say, I'm ashamed of some of the things that I've done. I'm ashamed if this comes out, people will look at me different. And God says, look, just bring down the walls. Just throw your walls. I can, I, I'm not interested in what people think of you. I'm interested in what I want to do in you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. You see, God knows everything about you. But it requires your confession to him. He requires for you to say it with your mouth. God, I'm sorry for this. God, I fail you every day because of this. God, I'm not perfect because of this. God, I'm dealing with this. And God says, keep giving me all this. Because when I get this, I will give you that. Hallelujah. So as you start, close, close your eyes right there where you're at right now. I want you to meditate on this. What have you been asking God for? What have you been talking to him about? What, he, what can he reward you with today? What have you been dealing with, hallelujah, that only God can take? Because the thing about the Israelites is that they listened and obeyed. The word of God says in 1 Samuel, he says, obedience is better than sacrifice. So I'll leave you with this as I open up the altar. Are you willing to believe? Are you willing to follow Christ and the life that he has for you? Most importantly, are you willing to obey? Because today, let me give you a newsflash.
God has come to wreck some walls in your life. He's come to be a, a, a wall breaker. Hallelujah. And he wants to give you a breakthrough today. But only if you're willing to let him into the walls.